This is the Soul Power Podcast with your hosts, Angela Jordan and Cheryl Burt. Welcome to the Soul Power Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Jordan. And I'm your host, Cheryl Burke. Thanks for joining us. Today's topic is boundaries and how we hold them. Cheryl, are you excited about today's um, show? Excuse me, what? I said, are you, are you excited about today's show? I am. I am. Okay, so folks, remember in the burnout episode <laughs> when I said to you in our notes for that day that boundaries would have been an 80-point red flashing font if I could have figured it out, how to do it, or if I had thought about it? Um, this is the first of at least two boundaries episodes mm-hmm. because they're really that important. Um, they're that important for humans. They're definitely that important for women and for women solopreneurs who are wearing all of the hats and doing all of the things. We've really got to know them. So we're going to dive deep into this because having great boundaries is good for you as a human, but it's also good for you as a business. So we're going to just get into it. (laughs) First thing about boundaries is that they really need to be in alignment with your values, which of course means you need to know your values. Because if you are not a person who values minimalism in your house, say, then it doesn't necessarily bother you when the people you live with leave things on the kitchen table. However, (laughs) if you are a person who values minimalism and simplicity, when anything's left on the table, it's going to start to cause you trouble psychologically. Like, and it's going to bother you in your home. It's going to bother you in your space. So obviously that's just a very simple example of how a value could be honored in that way about values. So what what I want you to do is either pause this podcast or after you're done listening, I want you to think really, really hard about what your top two, three, five values are, because that what those values are, are going to give you a kind of a roadmap as to what kinds of boundaries you need to set and why that's important to you. And maybe why parts of your life are feeling like you need a boundary or you're misaligned. For me, um, I always say, you know, for me, I'll just go first. Um, For me, I need balance. I need honesty and I need adventure. And, you know, as the travel coach, obviously adventure is a big one for me, Um, but it is a core part of who I am. So when I find that I am in a space with people that are that are not being honest, I can't handle that. Like I've been in places, I've worked in places where the people around me were just Honestly, they were lying all the time. Yes. So I did hold a very big boundary because I just couldn't put myself in that situation day in and day out. Other people, it might not be a problem for them, but it was a huge problem for me. Um, Balance is a big thing for me. So in a place where I can't get the time off that I need, that's a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. When I find myself in a place where I am, it's usually working too much, I feel completely out of alignment. The work-life balance thing is, I know it's a big buzzword, but it's a huge thing for me. 
So that's when I know that I've got to pull back on the work and focus more on the uh, on the personal stuff. Occasionally, the personal stuff is more prevalent in my life. Um, right now, actually, that seems to be the case. Um, <laughs> so I need to try to balance that a little bit and make it work for me differently. Obviously, different seasons of your life, you're going to have to focus more on work or fo- focus more on personal life. What you, what I work on for myself is to just not get out of ba- super out of balance on mm-hmm. that. I don't know if I love how I said that, but do you want to say it again? I don't really know how to say it otherwise. <laughs> this is when we need the playback feature. What did I just say? What did I say? You were talking about personal boundaries and you know how sometimes you can really feel that uh resentment um when you are not setting a boundary or right. when other people are not respecting your boundaries personally or professionally i think right. that's where you were going right okay then i think maybe i'll leave that bit together and and then i want to make it easy for you to cut that part out so if i stop talking <laughs> blank space okay and so for my third large value of adventure um i'll tell you i I get a little itchy when i don't have a trip on the books that's (laughs) something that i need i i i need i need to go out and do things and if i'm in a season of my life where i can't travel as much as i'd like to then i need to do different things near home like Mm -hmm. what's a new festival I can go to what's a new park I can go to what's a new something I can go do that kind of thing just to to shake it up a little bit because there is a time and a place for routine but I really value adventure so I need to make space for that in my life so what I want you to do is google Values (laughs) and read through. You'll come up with lists. There's probably, I know there's one on my website. We'll probably link to it in the show notes a values list. And you can look through and see which ones work for you. And then start thinking about um, are those the three top values that you build your life around or not? Are there three other values that are not as important to you that you're actually building your life around? Mm. Are you climbing a corporate ladder or were you climbing a corporate ladder and it wasn't important to you? And maybe that's why you're a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Where are you spending your time versus where do you know you need to spend your time? And so as we will be talking about intuition again on this podcast, but this is another place where you want to bring your intuition in. You know what you need. Get the voices, everybody else's voices out of the way. Journal about it if you need to, but what are your values? Figure those out first, because without knowing those, it's really hard to know what boundaries you need, what boundaries you have that you can let go of, and what boundaries you have that you need to make absolutely certain you keep using. So that's where we're going to start with values. That's that's my big thing. And there's all kinds of values. There's like a fear-based value is if I, I don't do this thing, bad things will happen. Mm. As opposed to like a conscious-based value, which is this is important to me, so I'm going to do it that way. Are your values current? 
Are you, are you honoring something that's actually happening now? Three years ago, if we were having this conversation, maybe you weren't leaving your house. (laughs) Like you weren't, you were specifically choosing not to leave your house. This is not a thing I'm going to do. I'm not going to hug anybody. I'm not going to talk to anybody outside my house because we were in a different world. If you're still using those values now that the world has changed, not changed back, mind you, but changed, think about that. Are you still are you still holding on to to boundaries that you were holding as a child, as a young adult, or you know, during the pandemic? Do you still need them? I really like the analogy that you made as we were talking just before the recording about fences. Yes. Talking a little bit about that analogy, because I think it's brilliant. Not at all. This is this is actually not my idea. It's something that I have learned in my research and, and my reading and, you know, teaching and all of that about boundaries over the years. When we think about a boundary, it's we think it's a wall mm-hmm. and it's to keep people out. And it's not necessarily a wall to keep people out. It can be more like a four foot fence between you and your neighbor. And this is a person you actually really enjoy and you can chat over the fence and you can build a gate in the fence and you can say that within my fence, these are the rules. And so you can invite your neighbor in through the gate in your fence. And now they're in your yard and you're having a, you know, having a cocktail and enjoying a nice night. And that's how boundaries are actually meant to be. They are a way of inviting people into your life so that you can feel like you're you have a good relationship with them you can feel honored but also so can they so in setting a boundary saying these are the rules in my life or these are the rules in my yard as it were um (laughs) you're also showing them that they can set those rules Mm -hmm. on their side of the fence when you set the rules and somebody is jumping over the fence or ripping the gate off the hinges or you know, just not respecting that. And they're just doing whatever they want. Maybe you need to build a higher fence. Mm -hmm. And at some point, maybe you do actually need to build the wall and say, all right, this is it. This is a very hard boundary. You are not coming over here because the boundary is there to protect you as a human who is allowed to use your voice and take up space and say what you need. And as we talked about in the burnout episode, you want to surround yourself with people like that, who, when you say, listen, I do not have the time or the energy to do what we agreed we would do today. They say, totally cool. Let's reschedule. That's the kind of energy you want around yourself. Not let me in, let me in, let me in. I'm more important than you. (laughs) Because it's not true. (laughs) Right. Right. They're not. You're not important, more important than them. And they're not more important than you. But in your yard, you're the one who's in charge. So you're allowed to set those boundaries. And I'm going to strongly encourage you to do so. Um, Not so loudly because sometimes people listen to these while they're driving and I don't want to yell and cause an accident. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that is how I want you to think of a boundary as we go through this series. So now that you have that framework of the fence with or without a gate, your choice, you want to figure out what the sides of that fence are made of. And those are your values, as we talked about before. And when you have your core values 
you can build a really usable fence. This is why I'm asking you to keep it to three to five values. And by the way, these three to five values, that number is not from me. That's a Brene Brownism. She might even say two to three. <laughs> she knows. She knows her things. We know that she knows her things. But you can't serve 20 values at the same time mm. because inevitably you're going to have conflicting values. And that's a lot of cuts and changes and, and issues with your fence. That fence is going to cost you like, I don't know, eight times, 10 times as much to install. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just think yeah. about th- think about that practically if you if you want, if you want to go with the fence visual. But if you can keep it to a smaller number, then it's a it's a stronger structure. It's an easier structure. It's not you're not as likely to have so many competing values because you can't you can't value adventure and safety (laughs) and like you can't you can't say I want to go jump out of a plane because that's an adventure, but I don't want to jump out of a perfectly good plane <laughs> because that's safety. Those don't work. Now, one of my values is I don't jump out of perfectly good planes. I will admit that. <laughs> that's not how I define adventure. <laughs> I define adventure as going out and meeting new people and doing new things and having you know having um, new experiences. That's just not one that I want to have. So I'm asking you, don't say I want to jump out of a plane and I don't want to jump out of a plane. In this, you can't you can't do that. You know. Right. Think long and hard about the boundaries that you currently hold. Who do you hold them with? How do you say them? Are they honored or are they not? Mm -hmm. I did a value assessment. I actually have a value assessment that I'd be happy to share with people. I have done a few values assessments over the years and my top three have stayed relatively the same, (laughs) Uh, but they are freedom, flexibility, and family. They're all F words. <laughs> How do you like um, that? So freedom. I want to be able to come and go as I please, which is part of the reason that I am a solopreneur. I don't ever want to work for anyone again. That's a big boundary for me. The second one is flexibility. Another reason that I am a solopreneur, I want to be able to take my dogs to the vet in the middle of the afternoon if I have to and not have to make any other plans. And then the third one is family. And that is my immediate family, my husband and our dogs. So they are the the key pieces in my life that I want to keep intact and that I want to always make sure that I am aware of. So anything that takes me away from being free, being flexible and takes me away from my family is going to be tricky for me and I'm not going to want to do it for very long because those are pretty firmly held boundaries for me. And I want to make sure that um, I keep them intact. You know, I've worked in corporate, worked in nonprofit, worked in just about everywhere. And it doesn't matter who my boss is. I don't want one. <laughs> I just don't. I would rather be my own boss. So that freedom comes in, you know, it's it's number one, basically, in my list of values. And I realized over the years that, yeah, it's not that I don't get along with people. I get along with people great. It's that I don't ever want a boss again. And I am going to firmly hold that boundary and be a solopreneur, you know, for as long as I possibly can. If the situation comes up where I need to go back to work, then, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll think a little bit about it, but I will do everything in my power 
to remain a solopreneur um, the rest of my time here on earth. <laughs> I know that sounds pretty black and white, but freedom is very important to me. And you've identified that as one of your values. And then you've built your life around that. You've mm-hmm. built your boundaries around that. You've built your life around that. And that is that is that power of choice. Mm-hmm. You know, we are always in a position of choice. We can't choose what is happening to us or around us, but we can choose how we respond to it. And that is how one of the ways that you responded to, you know what, this corporate thing, not for me. Yeah. Not for me. And these are the reasons why. So I'm going to do something different that's going to work for me. Mm -hmm. And it has worked very beautifully. Yes, it has. It has. So yeah, values assessment is a great place to start to even know what's important to you so that you can hold those boundaries in place. Um, And I really like what Cheryl said about, you know, the fence analogy, because it's not boundaries are not necessarily a way to keep people out or necessarily to keep yourself intact. It's a way to tell them how to interact with you, how to best interact with you. And that's mm-hmm. the best definition of boundaries I've heard because it's just, it doesn't have a tone to it. Uh, I just want to keep people out. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep myself intact. Even though that might be part of it, it is you are telling people how to interact with you and how to not interact with you. Absolutely. And you've probably heard it said that we teach people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. It's very much around these boundaries. Mm -hmm. If you say, yeah, I can't, I can't ever do anything on a Wednesday. And then everybody is always asking you about a Wednesday and you rearrange your entire life and you meet all their needs on a Wednesday. They don't actually believe you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you can't meet on a Wednesday mm-hmm. when people do things that are against your boundaries and you allow it, you're teaching them that they can do that. You're teaching them that when you said to them, I don't want to ever meet on a Wednesday because that's my date night. And all they ever do is schedule meetings on those days. And you're constantly canceling mm-hmm. on your date night. They have learned that what you say about your schedule does not matter. And so I'm going to use, I'm just going to use the analogy that always comes to mind for me. So if, if say you're trying to train um, your dog on how to do something and every time your dog, you know, goes to shake your hand, you give him a treat. He's going to learn that every time he shakes your hand, he's getting a treat. However, you don't want to give your dog tons of treats because at some (laughs) point that starts to maybe hurt his little tummy. Um, She says from experience, Um, I have a very little dog with a very little tummy. However, if you go to train him and you give him a treat the first time and the fifth time and the seventh time and the 12th time, every time you put your hand out to shake his hand, he thinks, oh, this might be the time Mm -hmm. and he will do one. It's the same with humans. If you know that every 10th time you go to your coffee shop, you're going to get a free coffee, then you know when to expect that. However, if it's the first time and the fifth time and the seventh time and the 12th time, you're probably going to go to that coffee shop more often, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same with just regular normal human interactions. If you say yes on time one and no times two, three, four, five, and then yes on time six, even though you said no more often, you've also said yes rather inconsistently. Mm -hmm. So what they've learned is if I keep asking, 
I'm going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. Not a great way to hold a boundary. Right, right. So once you know your values and you've figured out what your boundaries are going to be, you actually need to speak them in a way that is helpful to holding them. And I will tell you a lesson that I learned a very, very hard way. You cannot say it one time and expect people to listen and remember for a variety of reasons. One of them is people are not thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. They're thinking about that. (laughs) It's how humans are. It's totally fine. We all do it. No judgment. But you need to be consistent. You need to say the same thing all the time. And then your actions need to follow your words. I do not answer my email or texts or phone calls for work after 6 p.m. Because I know that I am better able to serve everybody in my life that I want to serve. The want to is really important. Mm -hmm. If I make that break. So if I set that boundary, I do. You can contact me, but I will not respond Mm -hmm. until the next day. Then when they contact you at 6.05, you do not respond. Right. The rule in our house is you do not respond unless somebody is actually dying. And it's actually not a joke in our house. Somebody might actually be dying. Um, But that's the one place where where the rule is changed. Like, okay, in, in this emergency, specific emergency situation, that is something that we're, we're willing to, to allow. But because somebody didn't plan well, well, that's on them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What you've taught them is plan better next time, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm your kidding. your failure to plan does not constitute right. an emergency for me. There are, of course, emergency situations and you will have to deal with those as, as needed. But generally speaking, it is not life or death. It is not an actual emergency. It is just that somebody didn't get to something and now they're hoping that you'll help them fix a problem they've created for themselves. You don't have to. And what you teach them is this is how, how what it looks like to set and hold a boundary. You're really firm on yours. Oh, and also they can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot, we haven't been taught that as a society. And since we are, yeah speaking primarily to female entrepreneurs, we have not been taught that as women. Um, we've right. been taught to be nice, be kind, right. do all the things for all the people, serve with a happy heart, which <laughs> I really vehemently <laughs> dislike that one. Um, <laughs> because what actually happens when somebody, quote, serves with a happy heart is... There's the smile on her face and she's doing all the things and her her voice sounds right Mm -hmm. and everything. And she is super resentful because she's supposed to be happy and supposed to be serving. And this is what she's here for. Mm -hmm. And it's not actually serving her. It's serving everybody else. Again, 80 point red flashing font boundaries. boundaries. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. So the way that you set a boundary is this. You say the same thing over and over again. You want to be very, you want to think a little bit about how you're going to say it before you have to say it the first time or the next time. You can say no. 
you can actually just say the word no, N-O, period, full sentence, no, <laughs> without any explanation. You are allowed to do that. And if you choose to say no, then when they go, when they try to negotiate with you, you continue to say no. Nope, nope, nope. Not even no, yep. and then changing to nope, and then changing to I can't. No, you say the same word over <laughs> and over again. And here's yep. why. Because when you change what you're saying, people think there's room for negotiation. Mm. And there's not. You said no. No is not please convince me. No is no. End of story. No. So you can choose that. And if with certain people in certain situations, that's probably going to be your best choice. And you're going to know in your life what those certain people, who those certain people are and what those certain situations are. However, you might choose to give an explanation. If you choose to give an explanation, the rules are the same. You say the same thing over and over and over again. No, I can't because I have thus and such that night, whatever it is. No, I can't because that does not fit how I'm living in this season of my life, whatever your because is. Mm-hmm. And over and over and over again. Again, they will feel like they are talking to a brick wall. They will <laughs> get the message and they will stop asking you eventually. Now, that is one interaction. <laughs> Two days later, when they ask you again, you have to say the same thing. Because sometimes people forget, sometimes, and people have been trained either by you or by others, that if they keep asking, they might just get what they want. Mm-hmm. So your job is to be consistent, and it can be annoying on your to you. It could be maddening to you. You can feel resentful that you have to keep saying it. And the first few times that you have to do this because you've set a new boundary or you're now trying to enforce a long held boundary that was not being honored, it can be annoying. But I promise Mm -hmm. you, if you keep doing it, it will work. Consistency is key. Yes. There is a study that is from like the 1970s. And those of us who went to college before, say, I don't know, 2000, 2005, somewhere in there, (laughs) um, anything that started with a one, I mean, pick, pick something, mm-hmm. um, know very well that um, when you went to go do your research papers, a lot of times you weren't allowed to take those research books out of the library. So you had to stand in line at the Xerox machine and make copies, right? Fine. Super annoying. And there's usually a line, but you did what you had to do because you didn't want to have to do everything in the library. You wanted to go back right. to rooms at some point ever. Right. Um, so you stood in line and Everybody waited their turn. There was a study done in, I think it was at Harvard in the 70s. And they would ask, the researchers would come up in line and ask people, can I get in front of you? Can I jump in front of you? I just have to make five copies. I'm in a rush. 97% of the time people said yes. Okay. Now, now later on, they said, um, with a whole different group of people, of course, you know, you don't want to mess up your sample and your data. Uh, and I jump in front of you I have to make 20 copies I'm in a rush sure fine 95 percent of the time people said yes because you know 20 copies takes longer so some people are gonna be like I don't think so (laughs) then there was a group that they asked can I jump in front of you I need to make copies 93 percent of the time people said yes everybody in that line needed to make copies what they concluded was giving a reason 
people are more, it doesn't even have to be a good reason, obviously, people are more likely to honor your request. Mm -hmm. So when you are thinking about your boundaries and how you are going to speak the boundaries you have decided you need, consider whether you want to give them a because. I need this because. It's not going to be applicable in all situations and for all of the boundaries you want to hold. However, it is going to be applicable in some of them. Mm. And again, consistency. We're going to say the same thing over and over again so that everybody <laughs> around you can, can repeat it. I had one that I was really good at years ago. And it was, if you ask me on Monday, the answer is probably yes. If you ask me on Tuesday, it's maybe. If you ask me on Wednesday, the answer is no. <laughs> Over the years, guess how many people ask me for things on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, it's Wednesday. She's not going to do it. Nope, she's not. It's Wednesday. She's not going to do it. All done. Yeah. You know, wipe your hands. All done. And you can make it silly. You can do like you can do whatever works for you and your situation and your personality. You do not have to sound like me. You need to sound like you. But be really firm. Mm-hmm really firm. And please, please don't think that I'm letting people down. I'm not allowed to do this. You are. because mm -hmm. Are you any less human than the person you're talking to? Right. No. no. <laughs> are you any less valuable? You know, you, you get to choose how you live your life. Again, you can't necessarily choose what's going around, going on around you, but you can choose how you respond. And this is how you respond. And you've put some serious thought into these boundaries by this point. If you've mm -hmm. gone through your values and figured out what the boundaries are and figured out exactly how you're going to say it, now you just need to say it and you need to be consistent. And the other thing is you're the only one who can hold the boundary. Mm. Um, as I mentioned before, you can't just say it once and then expect everybody's going to remember because yeah. they're not, again, they're not thinking about you. I know, I know that there are some parts of Seinfeld that are dated, but there are some parts <laughs> that are funny. And this one is actually like, one of my favorites, I say it all the time, actually, <laughs> you know, when they're at the, at the car rental counter and um, they've made a reservation, but there's no car. <laughs> it's like that. It's anybody can make the reservation. It's the holding of the reservation. That is the, <laughs> the, what does he say? The essence of the reservation. Same thing with a boundary. Anybody can make a boundary. Right. It's the holding of the boundary. <laughs> it is the essence of the boundary. So I don't know how often you're going to, you're going to ever watch Seinfeld from here on out. Maybe you've got it on a loop. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know your life. You do. You. Maybe. But it's the holding of the boundary. That's really important. So what I hope you get out of this particular episode of our podcast is that when it comes to boundaries, you want to know your values so that you can build your boundaries, which allow people to know the rules when they're in your life. It's just like when you're teaching a child about the world, they need to know what the mm -hmm. rules are. Now, sometimes we teach people rules, our children rules so that they can like then undermine them and fix them and change the world. That's not what we're talking about here, <laughs> but you want to know your values. You want to build your boundaries to welcome people into your space so that you can be your best self and they can too. You want to know how you're going to say it. You're going to really use your voice and speak it over and over again until people understand it. And you will likely, there will be people in your life that you're going to have to say this to as long as you know them. And you're going to stand in your space. You're going to own what you have chosen in this world. And you're going to make adjustments. I'm not saying like dig your heels in. This is it. What you say today, you have to live with the rest of your life. 
you can change them as your circumstances change, as the people around you change, as life happens and things change. And one of the ways that I always, I always think about this and, um, it just makes me giggle because I probably mentioned here before, I'm the funniest person I know. Like I'm glad about that. Cause I'm here all the time. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that makes me giggle is actually, um, some lyrics out of Kenny Rogers, the gambler, as it, as it pertains to boundaries, you've got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away and you have to know <laughs> when to run. So you have to know when to hold them. Where, when do you hold your boundaries? You got to know when to fold them with whom and in which situations you have to know when that's it. You got to, it's time to walk away from this person, this situation. And then you have to know when to run like red flags are coming up. Go get mm-hmm. out, get out. <laughs> part of that's yeah. intuition. And part of that is life experience. Like, listen, you know what? It's just not going well. And it's really not going to be going well soon. It's time. I'm out. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So that is, that is, um, if, if ever you hear the gambler while you're out and about, <laughs> know, maybe it's on your playlist. Like I said, I don't know your life. Um, think about that when those lyrics come up, um, how does that apply to you and your boundaries and how you want to live your life? Because that's really the whole purpose of the boundaries is to figure out how you can live a life that is meaningful to you, that is worthwhile to you. And that really sets you up to be who you are in this world and do the work you're here to do because you're here to do really spectacular work in your own way for your own people. Everybody's a little bit different and that is the beauty of all of it. So how do you set your boundaries and your life in support of that? And that is where I'm going to leave you today, my friends. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. In one of my former jobs, there was a big expectation of all of us in the department. We needed to be available whenever. We needed to be available on the weekends. And all of us had given our cell phone number to our boss, with the exception of one person on my team. And the rest of us on the team would get really frustrated with this one person who would not give her cell phone number. And she would come to events when, you know, maybe an hour before it was going to begin. She was there and she was there every single time. She was consistent, but she never gave her cell phone number. And I came to realize over time that the reason we were mad is because she had set that boundary up front with our boss. I'm not giving my cell phone number. This is my life, my private life. When I'm outside of work, I don't need you to have that phone number. Know that I'm going to be here on Saturday and I'll be here for the duration and I'll help, but I'm going to set that boundary. And I really wish that I had set that boundary. So setting boundaries up front is a lot easier than trying to set them after you have let people completely step all over you and you're um, have no boundaries at all. So what I want to say is if you can set boundaries up front with any situation, new, new job, family members, set those boundaries up front, be consistent. As soon as they start sliding, you're going to feel big, big resentment. So 
check out those values and figure out what you need in your life boundary wise and uh, know that no is a complete sentence. You can own your space and you are allowed to. Absolutely. And in our next boundaries episode, because there's going to be at least one more, we're going to talk about <laughs> what to do if you get resistance or if you have to figure it out after the fact. Make sure you stay tuned for the next episode of the Soul Power podcast about boundaries. And we'd love to hear your comments. So send us messages. Let us know how you set boundaries. We'd love to hear. It's always yeah. helpful to share your boundaries because it shows people what they can do um, that you might've thought of something that they haven't. So we're, we can all help each other out in this situation and in so many. And that I think is really it for today. <laughs> yeah. We're really signing off Nick. We <laughs> we're really going to do it. This we're time. really going to do it. <laughs> all right. This has been the Soul Power Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Jordan. And I'm your host, Cheryl Burke. You've been listening to the Soul Power Podcast with Angela Jordan and Cheryl Burke. Soul Power theme song composed by Gabriel Harling.